Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Awesome. Well, hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Everyday Church Podcast. We have just spent a solid 20 minutes, if not longer, trying to get our audio better than what it is. Because we do sound like we're uh, in a rainforest or by a waterfall or... And I wish we were. I really do. It w- would be delightful <laughs> to do this podcast from, from a waterfall, but we're not. But you can imagine as you hear this annoying hiss and hum, and maybe you don't hear, maybe it's just us in our perfectionist ways, but we're trying to get our audio better, but really audio is secondary to the conversation. No, I was talking to, to one of the three people that listened to our podcast. Oh, cool. And she said, definitely, shout out to Jana, by the way, what definitely you can hear the hissing. Okay. And apparently our last episode was the worst. Okay. And it's actually pronounced Yana. Yana. So we have three fans. You've got to get the names right. <laughs> so it, it, it has been a bit of a struggle. We're, we're kind of techie, but we're kind of not. We, we don't know what we're going to do. We'll probably have to think, think of something else. But we're going to try and get our audio up. But hopefully you can hear through the hiss and the hum of it all and hear hopefully a, a good conversation. Because today what we're, we're going to be talking through is actually we went um, to a, a workshop a couple of weeks back. We, we did, we did, we did. We like going to workshops, don't you? Yeah, it was good. We, we kind of ran it ourselves. In the Iding Church, there's uh, this thing called Mission Networks that every church has to be a part of, and we're a part of a, a mission network called Grace Connections. Which is a beautiful name. It, it is a great name. I'm presuming you made it up. No, not at all. Oh. No, 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 I took over the leadership of the network, but it doesn't mean that I named the network. Okay, well, it's a lovely name, and we went um, to, to this, tr- this kind of uh, evangelism training workshop, didn't we? We did. Uh, we had uh, Cam Fletcher from uh, Power to Change Ministries mm. out of Queensland, and good guy. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and really his whole evangelism technique, because we got him out because... If we're ever going to see the church change around, then we've got to be active in sharing our faith. Yeah. And one thing Australians don't like doing <laughs> is sharing their faith. We don't know how to do it well. We don't know how to do it with ease. We don't know how to do it in a way that engages people. Mm. And I've always worked on the principle that it's better to ask people where they're at yeah. so that, that you can bring in the gospel. And and Cam was really good at doing that, but his, his thinking was actually further along than mine in uh, what kind of questions you should ask and he had a bit of a formula going through and um, and I just had this whole um, idea in my mind for Australia the the power of questions and how they can move people along in their faith journey not just in evangelism but also in discipleship now if you've listened to this podcast before we went underwater (laughs) <laughs> we um, we were um, talking about the fact that here we run discipleship questions, mm. and uh, and we found them very effective. But I've been doing a bit more thinking on how we can encourage discipleship with questions, and I think they're just a very powerful tool. And so I wanted to unpack that a little bit today, and mm. how we as Australians sharing our faith, growing other people, the power of questions, and what they can uh, add to people's lives. Yeah. Because I think if you're listening in today, you're, you're obviously probably a part of a church, probably even a leader of a church in one capacity. And if you don't feel like a leader, you probably still are a leader. Everyone has 
influence, and that's really what leadership is, um, is that we want to see our churches grow, not because numbers uh, are really super important, but what comes with new people entering into your church and new faith being birthed is there's all this energy that gets kind of released. It, it is a kind of like a chemical reaction that happens within a church when someone new comes to faith or someone new walks in. And we know it's, it's good for the church and we know it's good for the king, kingdom. We want to proclaim the message. I don't think there's any Christians that actually genuinely in their heart of hearts don't want other people to become Christians. What they do have an issue with is being the person that helps them get there. You know, they're like, oh, I'd love for them to know about Jesus, but I'm not going to tell them. Someone else can tell them. So we all want this. We want our churches to grow. We want our churches to flourish. We want the kingdom of God to expand and to, to, to reach new areas and to new families and new households. We desire that, but it's the means to get there that I think um, has been our stumbling block. And that's the reason why I believe a lot of churches in the West are struggling right now. A lot of churches are closing down. That's why everyone's talking about church planning or different missionary strategies because we don't know how to evangelize. We don't know how to lead people to faith. We don't know how to ask the right questions, to open up the right conversations, to build the right relationships. And I hope today we can kind of unpack what we found interesting about the teaching from Ken, because I really enjoyed it. Um, I was able to apply what he taught the next day, um, and I realized that actually I was sitting down with a fellow Christian, and if I didn't ask the right questions, we couldn't have the right conversation. It's just awesome um, how simple he made it. But uh, at the same time, uh, it is a challenge because I think in our, we've got a really tough culture here in Australia. Well, I, I think in my thinking about it, which yeah. is always good when you think about yeah. your thinking, um, the reason why questions work in Australia so well is because Australians don't like to be told mm. what to think or believe. Yeah. And so if you come with the, uh, sorry about this if you're in America, but the American um, concept, which is, I've got the truth and I've got to give you the truth. Mm. Australians just recall again, um, recoil against that. Yeah, yeah. And they go, well, who do you think you are to tell me what I should believe? Mm, mm. And so I think there's something in the Australian psyche that really uh, rebels against mm. um, people saying, I know more than you and I'm going to tell you what you need to believe. And that really has been the evangelistic and discipleship principles of the church over the last 40 years. When we go to someone and want to share our faith, we go and say, you need to believe this to become a Christian. Mm. And let me tell you what you need to believe. Yeah. And when we disciple, we go, this is what you need to believe to be a Christian. If you want to walk further, then you've got to believe A, B, C, and D. Now, there's always a part where you have to share what you believe or it's yeah or you're not sharing anything but i think if we start with the, the place of questions then it's helping people to articulate what they already believe and then we can speak the truth into that as it comes along yeah because uh, we are we are we are in a tough culture because we're, we're a bit unique um but probably not actually that unique but we're, we're certainly stubborn uh, we're certainly very individualistic in how we kind of go about things. As long as you stay over there and don't bother me, I won't bother you kind of mentality. And because of that, we have these little closed communities. We have closed friendship groups. You know, you have very few people that you actually share your heart and soul with. Um, and even within the, the kind of male culture that we have in Australia, it, it's kind of that kind of larrikin, blokey kind of 
everything's okay, she'll be all right kind of mentality. I've been visiting people for the past couple of weeks um, in regards to a couple of things that happened in their area and their response is the same, yeah, she'll be all right, it's going to be okay, we'll get there. And that's as emotional as they're going to get in that conversation. So there is some roadblocks, there are some walls that people put up quite well and unfortunately I think because of that, we don't engage as much with our community as we should in conversations about really anything. We keep it pretty surface level. Well, and, and I think the right questions can even open up the most stubborn person yeah. to a certain degree. But what I loved about what Cam shared was you only go so far as the person allows you to. You don't push past their comfort. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking where God's at work and you, you step into the space that God's at work. But when you hit a wall... Mm. Um, uh, of I don't want to talk about this anymore. You do a little bit of digging, but then you then you ease back a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I think that's really wise in the Australian context that we don't force our way through doors and they're not there. But I think the right questions mm. can get us around a lot of this "she'll be right, mate" stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to dig a little bit deeper into. Um, into the Australian psyche and I think that's really important. Yeah, it is. And I think a few things that Cam shared that I really enjoyed um, and things that I kind of just got out of the whole evening um, just through reflecting upon it was one of the things that Cam was really good at articulating is it doesn't matter where you are, you can be affected for the kingdom of God. That there were certainly some areas where um, where he was even travelling. He, he did the classic pastor conversation on the plane um, but he showed the perspective. It doesn't matter where he was or who he was sitting next to, he had the tools in his kitty to actually ask potentially the right questions to lead someone to faith. And I thought that was really cool. So he shared a conversation where he got, uh, he was on a plane with someone and he asked a couple of questions um, and he did it very organically, which I really enjoyed as well. I, I really dislike rigid role play or kind of a rigid dialogue that you use for everyone. But he did his best... Um, to talk to this person on the plane and it didn't quite work out but he said that there was great power in that and we can touch on that in a sec but then he had a conversation with someone when he was at the airport terminal he was getting his bags checked and he got the bomb test done and the guy called him over for the bomb test and you kind of get swabbed in your shoe and all those kind of weird spots and he asked a couple of questions and I loved his story just un it, what happened was that the person that was giving him the bomb test um, had some really negative experiences with church before. He actually uh, was in a new community and that community invited him to church and when they invited him to church, they stopped being friends with him. They stopped kind of hanging out with him and he was really burnt by that. Yeah, he wouldn't and, be. Yeah, it was awful. And what Cam did was he apologised on behalf of Christians and this big, strong, brawny guy started to cry and thanked him and hugged him. And, and then Cam said, oh, I don't really know what happened next. All I know is that that was a really positive Christian experience for this man to have. And I thought, well, I wonder how many opportunities in my life do I, um, do I miss things like that where I just think I'm just, you know, this is just the bus driver or this is just the checkout chick and I'm just trying to get here to get there or I'm trying to do this to buy that when I'm missing people. And one that just kind of blew my mind and I think will blow any kind of Australian leader's mind is he started to do this to telemarketers. And I thought, well, that's probably the most... That's kind of like the tax collector of our day. We just don't like telemarketers because they it's just... true. They ruin our lives. Yep. You know, they really get us... They always call you at dinner time. They always call you late at night. And they just want to sell you stuff. But he was challenged by someone who didn't believe... Cam was challenged by someone who didn't believe in this method that he had. 
And Cam said to him, then, will you give me a certain type of person and I'll give this a go with them and I'll see if it works. And the guy said, well, give it a go with telemarketers. And what a challenge that is. Yeah. How do you, in, in one way, sell something to someone who's trying to sell you something? <laughs> how, how do you do that? And he pulled it off. He, he prayed about it and then the next day he got a phone call. And he spent a fantastic conversation um, with this person over the phone. Wasn't able to follow him up, but was certainly able to encourage him to go try out church because of all the conversations and things that, that God was doing in his life mm. leading up to that phone call. And I thought, that for me is encouraging because really as Christian leaders and just as Christians in general, we never actually turn off being a Christian. We're always a Christian, which means there's always opportunities to share our faith. And I love that, that he had this mentality of wherever he was, he was actively looking for the right person and he was actively listening to where the Spirit was guiding him. But what we should do is we should unpack a little bit of what he was. Well, I've only really made it through two or three of his questions. Mm. Um, and so he, he has an opening question that somehow injects the concept of church or Christianity into the conversation. Mm. Now, I haven't had to do that when I've used these questions. That has just appeared. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, I haven't sat down like he does and deliberately done it. But I've just sat down with people. And I was, I was sitting down with a mum in playgroup today. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and the, the whole concept of Mormonism and Scientology mm. and all that came up. It was already there, yeah. And so I asked the second question that Cam asked is, so what do you think about this spiritual stuff or this wow, yeah. Christian stuff? Now, th- this mum, her grandma was a Scientologist and her grandfather was a Mormon. Wow. And so you can imagine that. And her parents were uniting church. And I just, my mind, as I gathered it back in from exploding from my head, um, then followed up with the question. So how do you see this Christian stuff, this spiritual stuff? And she went on to to, to talk about how she thought about Scientology. She didn't talk about Mormon. I said, no, but no, what about you and God? Mm, Is that a negative or positive experience, which is question number three? Yeah, it's good. Is it positive or negative? She goes, no, it's mostly positive. And so I was then to go on and, and, and ask the fourth question. So I have actually gone to number four. Yeah. And said, so would you like me to encourage you to get to know God more? Mm. And she said, I'll be open to that. Wow, that's great. You know, and so, it, I mean, I'd spoken to her twice before talked about her business and what's going on and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff but then she just came and and so I used just some simple questions how do you feel about this Christian stuff has it been a, a negative and positive experience and, and then and then just take it from there yeah yeah and so there that's the that's the basis of what Cam does and then he has questions around roadblocks and stuff like that and if you want to know more about it uh, he actually has a, fi- uh, a web page called Catalytic. Uh, Catalytic, isn't it? Catalytic.org.au. Yeah. So C-A-T-A-L-Y-T-I-C.org.au. Nailed it. What I mean. Yeah, I'm reading it off the website. Yeah. So, um, and um, uh, I really should have read the big writing, not the <laughs> small writing. <laughs> but... Um, uh, so go and check it out. And on there, he actually has a PDF that you can download that actually works through all the the questions which is awesome um but uh so that's kind of the evangelism side of things and i I, you know and i've often 
asked uh, questions about what people believe, I think that's a great place to start. Mm. But he's really nailed it down into yeah, yeah. A, B, C, D and E. And I've had probably five conversations in the last week wow, that's great. where I've got to at least number three. That's and fantastic. one of them was with my mum, which I've that's really... Yeah. She doesn't like to touch it. So, I mean, yeah. it was it was yeah. a good time. So it's not really about tricking people. It's just a kind of about navigating a conversation organically to lead it to a conversation about what really matters in life. And what I loved was that he, he keeps it simple and he says that it's totally okay if you have a conversation with someone, even in passing, and you only get to the first or second question. It's not like it's level six is salvation and level one is is damnation it's not like that it's it's just about seeing where you can go in the conversation and, and where god might lead it and it's about and he shared this understanding that looking before you as well so you're stepping into a conversation with someone and god has already prepared them for that conversation to an extent and they've already had past experiences and i love that about what cam said he said have you had a, a, a it was a, a negative or positive experience you've had with the church before it's assuming that they've been exposed to it because really in our culture, most people have been exposed to it. Most people have had some kind of experience with church or have known someone that's had an experience with church and that's then coloured how they see faith. And really, we're just getting into that and asking a few key questions. So the first one uh, was about really allowing um, the conversation to, to lead that way. It's kind of, I, I think, thought it was kind of like the, the opening teaser kind of question. So he, he would say... Um, common question you'll always get asked in a conversation if the person genuinely likes you is what do you get up to on the weekend or what are your plans for the weekend or if it's around a, a seasonal break what are your plans for the holidays and he said be very bold in that to just say exactly what you're actually doing you know if you're a functioning christian that somewhere in your holiday break somewhere in your weekend there should be something faith-based should be and if there's not well then probably step one work on yourself first then work on how you can lead others to christ but he said, just let them know that you're, you're going to go to church on Sunday or you've just been to church, and it was amazing. It was really good, and I had some coffee with some friends afterwards. And then it was, then this was where it took to the next level for me because normally I just share that and I wait to see what they say. But what he was suggesting is then say, and you flip it back onto them and say, have you, what, what do you think about all that God stuff? Or have you ever been to church before? And I thought, wow, what a great follow-up question. Because normally at the checkout, how was your weekend? Oh, yeah, it was all right. Went to church. How about you? Oh, yeah, just working today. That's pretty much the end of the conversation. You're just waiting for them to buzz through your last few loaves of bread and you pay for it and you're gone. But it was that follow-up question that really then opened it up. What do you think? And what a powerful question that is. What's been your experience of, of church? Or what has been your experience of, of, of faith and, and spirituality? And just see what they say. And then that leads into the next question. Of, wow, thank you for sharing. What In that experience, was that actually a positive or a negative experience in your life? And you start to unravel their heart. And I think that's just an amazing couple of questions. We're talking three questions. And, and you're in a very deep conversation with someone very quickly. And he does these kind of conversations on the fly. Like he is walking somewhere and he's having this chat with someone. I thought, wow, what a, an amazing intentional life to live. When you have these questions in your kit bag, and you can pull them out at any time. And if someone says no, you just move on. Yeah, you just go, that's fine, and move on. And, and, and so, so that's why I think the power of questions is so powerful for Australians. Yeah. Because uh, even if they say it's been negative and I don't want to talk about it, 
you you offer that to God and, and you move on. But I think I think for Australians that they hold beliefs that they they haven't actually thought through. I mean, we're not unique with that. A lot of people in the world do that. But they, they haven't really thought through why they believe what they believe through. Like, so, for instance, the conversation I was having um, with someone, they said, oh, I believe Christianity is a crutch. Mm. You know, and it's something that you go to uh, when, uh, when you're struggling. I said, so, so kind of like a doctor. Mm. And, and she goes, yeah, but you could see something shifted in her mind because she was saying a crutch is a negative thing mm. but when you say well that's what you do when you go to a doctor and you, then you're putting faith in in the healing bracket yeah. it changed how she thought about it because she was just parroting stuff that she'd read and mm. and and not and so i assume that something different would happen and i'm praying that something will dislodge in that so that's the evangelism sort of side of asking questions to open people up. I think we can do it in the discipleship yeah. side as well. And I came across this um, pool of questions with just opening uh, the Bible and doing a Bible study with a group of people. So even even for those who, who don't believe. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll just read a couple of them out to you, you know. Did anything in this passage capture your attention? That's a pretty a standard one to ask. What do you like about this passage? What bothered you about this passage? So there are two sort of digging questions. And then what does this passage tell us about God? What does this passage tell us about human beings? And what does this pa- passage tell you about living to police God? And so in that, you're, you're not asking them to be biblical theologians, but what you are asking them to do is to unpack how scripture can impact on their lives. And so I think that there are just a, uh, a bunch of questions that can help 12-year-olds unpack scripture, 8-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Um, because we're entering into a time now in Australian history where people don't come with Bible knowledge and, and will struggle to come to a Bible study when they think that they have to know stuff when they know that they haven't picked it up in by some time or don't come with any knowledge whatsoever. And so I think that they're really uh, interesting um, questions of how to get people to dig away into the scripture. And of course, we have our six um, questions that we ask about how you live out your faith, how you love your neighbor, how have you served people, how, you know, what's God been teaching you. So I think all these questions are uh, emerging in my mind anyway that if you start asking the right questions people become more engaged and more willing to think deeply about their faith. What, what, what a powerful shift it is when we move from trying to regurgitate content into people and we start asking them the questions to open up their hearts. So when we're, whether we're looking at evangelism, whether we're looking at discipleship, whether we're looking at just general biblical knowledge and trying to grow people in that, it, it, rather than just saying, well, this is what the Bible says and this is how we can interpret it, allowing them to really unpack it themselves, knowing that they probably aren't going to give the right answer, but they are going to share their opinion. Well, actually, this part bothered me because I don't believe that. Well, why? Where does it rub against you? What's the difference there? That grows someone far better than saying, well, the passage says this, so we do this, which is a very natural and kind of an easy mistake we make as Christian leaders is we just regurgitate what we already know. 
But in fact, this will, these kind of questions give a richness to the conversation and actually allow, even though there is a leader in the room or someone who is driving the conversation, it allows everyone to feel included in the journey together. And I, I think, oh, I know I've been amazed by the power of questions and how it can really enrich a conversation with a group of people. How if you ask the right question, it can blow people's minds. It can open up a conversation that no one was prepared to have but are excited to have. And I believe it can really grow people as well. So I think some of the things that we need to look at as church leaders are what are the things that we want our people to be thinking about? Because really questions are based on that. Yeah. You ask the question to point to a direction you want people to go. So I, I guess for us, we're using these questions for our discipleship and our and, and in regards to evangelism, trying to train people to have the right conversations. But maybe for you, even though you, know, you never want to reinvent the wheel, these questions are out there and we can probably source a couple of them to people yeah, as well. Right. Put them on our Facebook page for you to look at what we've discussed today. Um, but maybe as a Christian leader, just have a think today. Where would you like your, your people to be thinking? What do you want them to be thinking about? What avenue do you want them to pursue? And what questions will lead them there? rather than just saying, well, this is the direction for the next three years. And, and I'm going to tell them that that's where we're going. Yeah. Which really alienates people away from the leadership. But rather, what questions will lead them thinking down that path? So let's say, for instance, I want to start a new ministry, and that ministry is, is to serve families. I could rock up to a council meeting with my church leadership and say, we need to bless families, and we're going to do this to do that. Or walk into a meeting and say, oh, you know, I just feel convicted from God that we need to really look at our family ministry. What do you think would be beneficial for your family? What would be something that would really bless your family from the church? And how can we recreate that for other people? That is a conversation that will, one, grow your leaders, two, probably give you better ideas than what you had to begin with, and three, I think will then bless the people that you're going to minister to in the future. So I know that there is huge power in questions but we have to contextualize it to our churches because every town every church every denomination is different but where do you want your people to go and what questions can you design to help them get there so there's uh we could talk for ages but we yeah. might wind it up there uh, questions are just powerful tools that god's given us and if you read the scriptures you see that jesus asked a lot of questions mm. uh often told a parable afterwards yeah. as uh, to even raise more questions in people's minds. Mm. And, and questions just open people up uh, to new possibilities where, they, where it hasn't before. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and so I, I encourage every leader to, to look at what you think God is asking of you and then to get about asking the right questions. Yeah. Uh, if you want to explore uh, how to ask questions in evangelism, we'll put the... Uh, catalytic web page up on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, we'll even put the uh, Discovery Bible Study, which asks those questions up as well. Yeah. And you can have a look at that. Um, but we just want uh, the church to be more effective yeah. in how it reaches people. Uh, we, we need to see people coming to faith and experiencing God's love and grace in their lives to, uh, to really impact this society that we're in. So we pray that this has been helpful for you. Uh, we hopefully will get rid of the underwater sound. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And, um, and until next time, we'll see you again. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net. 
And you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church Podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.